I don't know what it is about Freyavia. There's just, I enjoy using her. <laughs> you like them pointy-eared girls. To, to be honest, she'd probably kick your ass even in your pride. <laughs> <laughs> she would really kick my So Dark Knight Lunith, she's the Dark Knight version of everybody's favorite Lunith Stop. from way back when. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Hey everyone, Wilmgard here with Mini. Yo. And this is the FFBE Podcast. Oh boy, huge week this week. Tons of updates. Massive. We got onions, we got traps, we got crazy updates to everything, so uh, lots to talk about, but Mini, what did you get up to this week before all of that? I enjoyed my time off. We had a nice little dead week. I didn't do too much with it, though, oddly enough. I just relaxed. I I farmed a bit of the remnants of Ignacio and picked up some power crisps because I wanted to awaken some abilities for some straggler units, and that's about it. My White Knight Noel was also missing some passives, so I farmed some of the support crisps. I have a ton of gil right now, so I wanted to use it on something. What about you? I spent most of the days... Uh, farming trials actually I was going ham on trials I didn't have much time to do farming so I figured the little time I did have I'd put it towards catching up so I finished all of my chamber of indignant or whatever they're called trials I finished all of my train the other chamber that I don't remember what it's called now and then I also finished almost all of the chamber of arms I have two more to go I don't know how you find trials less time consuming than farming. So I always get so stressed because I have to change my unit builds and team setups. That's part of the reason I opted to farm. I was just not of the mood. <laughs> so for me, I was like, okay, each time I fight it, I only have to pick it, pick my units, set them up, and then go in once. And so because I don't have a lot of time to continuously click, I'm like, okay, I'm in the battle. I'm going to be in the battle when I leave this for 30 minutes and come back. So it was really easy. Oh, you're a for brave me. man. I hate leaving trial battles in the middle because inevitably I'll reopen my app. Or not my app, but just turn on the phone I have no again. idea what's happening. Exactly. And I'll just screw it up. That's so funny. No, I, I find it a lot easier than farming. Just because it's less intensive, I guess. I have to do less clicking. Uh, if I do need to put it down, I don't feel like I'm, I don't know. That was just my theory there. Plus, I wanted to take advantage of the half price energy. So I was more tempted to go into trial farming than anything else. Nice. So you're almost all cut up. I'm jealous. Yeah, it's bittersweet. I mean, they were fun. And now I'm sad because there's only a few left in the chamber of arms. And then I have to wait patiently like all the other people. Didn't they announce they were releasing a couple new ones soon? Yes, I believe so. And I'm hoping that that keeps up. Like, at least one a month would be amazing. There's the the famous jokester and the circly round wing white thingy. <laughs> circly round wing white thingy. Well, it's got wings and it's, you know. Circly round. Yeah. And it's white. Exactly. Hey, if I described this to an artist, they'd be able to recreate it perfectly. You know what the, that would be like? It's like when on TV or in cartoons, they do the artist rendition of what the thief looked like or whatever. The first thing I, I think of is an episode of The Simpsons when they're playing charades 
and I think Milhouse's dad draws Dignity, and nobody can guess, so he gets pissed. But his drawing of Dignity is like a massive blob. <laughs> it's just nobody could. You can't draw Dignity, but it's just it's hilarious. It's Dignity, guys. Yeah. Obviously, come on. Yeah, it's obviously the circly round white thing, guys. Come on. That's literally what I would do. I'd just draw a circle, <laughs> put a little wing on it. That'd be a nice satire. What what are those called? When you make a song that parody, that'd be a nice parody. Put a wing on it. <laughs> oh, you like that one, huh? I did. I did. That's pretty clever. What else do we have happening this week? Well, we got a bunch of little updates coming out. I think we've had uh, the the one thing that sticks out to me is this week. We I think every week for the next little while we're getting a free ten plus one. So if you haven't used it, it it's in your standard summon. I think it's right at the top. It's like a bright green banner. You can pull on that. I think the F- Fan Festa Premium Summon ticket, we should have received it today for most people if you've been logging on on the regular. So pull that. That is basically a 10 plus 1 summon, but you get all golds instead of all blues. I'll take it. My usual luck. Did you use yours? Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't save it. It goes away after the, a certain amount of time, so you might as well use it. And what did you get? I got 10 golds and a Nalu. Oh, you actually got a rainbow. Holy crap. Lucky you. I was really lucky today, actually, because I got Nalu, and then I got... I was pulling randomly to get some bonus units for the new event, and I pulled a Dark Knight Lunith as well. So Yeah, your luck is through the roof right now. I'm expecting to see nothing for the next couple months. Rip. Rip Axstar banner. No, man. <laughs> I've been saving UOCs for that one. There's no way. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> I'm enough. not leaving that up to chance. Far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what else are we getting? Uh, I think another thing people are excited about, the coin shop, the one where you can turn in max trust units for coins. You can now, I think, get prisms for 2B, A2, who else? Uh, Dragon Lord. Uh, Marquis de Leon and Estark. Yeah, so this is great for anybody who, you, if you either got only one of the units or if you got three of the units, great to pick up one of those crystals because you can either get a seven star or you can get an STMR. Yeah, it's it's actually a really, really good opportunity and they don't last forever, I believe. So pick them up while, they, while you can. Uh, if you are able to get something out of it, don't just pick it up for shits and gigs because they are limited units. Well, exactly, right? So if you have already a 7-star and nothing else, or if you have already the STMR and picking up that extra prism wouldn't actually help you, it would just sit in your inventory, right? It's not like you can do anything with it, so it's better to exactly. save for something down the road. I mean, these banners could come back, but I kind of doubt it the units would probably be outdated as hell they definitely would be outdated as hell so take advantage while you can if you can another thing that we got this this week was the arena summon update Uh, basically what they've done is taken away all the useless crap that used to be in arena which pretty much nobody was pulling on the arena summon because of this and they replaced it with things go ahead what were you pulling I was pulling the whole time. <laughs> You're crazy. I was saving them. I was like, I don't need I don't need remedies, thank you. I was so disappointed when I saw people 
tweet that had a thousand or 1700 tickets or whatever. And I'm in here like, I've got two tickets. <laughs> I have four tickets. <laughs> yeah, well, I have 104. No, I've been saving mine not quite as diligently as some people because I eventually was like, eh, might as well. If I didn't know they were going to update it, but I'd say in the solid last six, six to eight months, I have not spent a single one of these. So they've now updated it to include King Pots, 1% Trust Moogles, King Minotaurs, um, Gill Snapper Families, and even Energy Restores, which is in line with the meta. Now, one thing that people will be extremely happy to hear is that I believe this addition of King Pots is something that JP has not yet gotten. So this is a global first. I think that applies to the Limit Burst King Pot only, but I'm not 100% sure. Regardless, we got something first. Yeah, it's pretty Global intense. for life. Yeah. I mean, we actually get a lot of stuff that they don't get. We got... We talked about this before. We got Lauren without a paywall. A lot of the units we get actually get global upgrades. Uh, if you look at Squall, for example, he in Japan, he, when he released, he did not have a double ability. And in global, he actually came out with double right, out, right at the gate. And the same thing with a unit on today's banner that we can talk about later. But yeah, so I mean, it's not all bad. Global gets some nice stuff. I just like to remind people because there's often that comparison of, oh, JP gets all the better stuff, which in some cases they do get things that are a little bit different than us, sometimes better, sometimes worse. And oftentimes we do get things they never get to see. Yeah, that's just, it's human nature, right? The grass is always greener is 100% true. I mean, no matter what you have, you're going to look at the other person or in this case, JP, and you're going to say, hey, that looks... Awesome. Why don't we have that? <laughs> I mean, it's just what's going to happen. We're always going to compare it to JP. That's true and very fair. Besides that, I think that's all for the non-King Mog event related stuff. Oh, wait, no, I was wrong. Completely wrong. There is the ability awakenings. You're forgetting significant. my girl Beatrix. Come on, man. All right, let's 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 talk about some of the ability awakenings that came up. You mentioned Beatrix. Might as well start there. Sure. I. What do you think of Beatrix's abilities with her awakenings? I, I think her awakenings were fantastic. You know what? Me too. I think it actually made her extremely good. I, I think she... I don't think it makes her the best of the best, but she's definitely... For example, if let's say there are S-tier units, I think with if you are able to awaken all of Beatrix's abilities, she's like an A-plus tier unit. She she is much, much better with her awakenings because she doesn't rely on her cooldown ability primarily to get her enhanced abilities. She now has access to them via other routes, which is really, really nice. Yeah, exactly, which is amazing. So now Beatrix... Although, like you said, not an S tier, more of an A+. And it's because it does take an extra turn to do most of what she wants to do or what her upgrades are giving her. But, I mean, she's coming now with a 70% break. That's insane. And That's on like top up, of that, 100, up there with everybody else. 120% light in peril on an ability that chains with absolute mirror of equity. Yep. 
I don't know. I love Beatrix. I loved her when she came out. If I never pulled a second Lauren, I have two five-star Beatrixes right now. I was going to actually level her and have her function as my breaker. And she back then, she was way worse than Lauren. But I think with her updates here, she can actually... She's a pretty good breaker. She You can use her to deal damage. She's She's a versatile unit, and she's just really, really good now. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. And the nice thing, too, that she is getting is that absolute mirror of equity chaining. That's going to be one of the best chaining families. So the fact that she can take advantage of that and be your breaker is like really, really slot efficient. Now, what do you think of the other seven star, six star in the batch? Aiko? Aiko, yeah. I actually think her upgrades made her fantastic as the other half of the summoner style where... It's not about using the evoke gauge to do her own damage. It's about doing the damage as an evoker and getting the evoke gauge up as fast as possible. So pretty much her awakenings have given her the ability to do more damage with a summon plus get the evocation gauge filled extremely quickly. I think one of Aiko's biggest drawbacks was she didn't have access to Kiraja and with these enhancements she now her kiraga can be enhanced it's still not as good as kiraja but it's just slightly worse i think so it can still fill the same role as kiraja because oftentimes when you use kiraja unless the tank has one hp it heals everybody fully anyway well usually with aiko you're going to be wanting to use crypto performance which is her ability that heals which is actually stronger than her Kiraga now with the Awakenings, which I believe is roughly Kiraja level. Of course, but I mean, you can't really dual cast that. So a lot of times, if because Aiko's primary function is she's a White Mage Summoner. So a lot of times you're going to be relying on that, I think, dual White Magic to primarily. And then when you when you do get free turns, you'll be using her abilities to, in, to raise your Evo Gauge. So in in her case, when would you use dual white magic? So for example, she's got <clears throat> she can remove attack, defense, mag, spirit break. She has full life that she can use, dispelga, esunaga, stuff like that. That you know maybe you want to heal and dispel, or heal and take off a break, or something like that. That you wouldn't necessarily get by using uh, her crypto performance. I think it was. I mean, you still can't. For example, if you don't want to do any of that and you have that turn and you just need to heal, Crypto for Performance is great because it'll heal and give you that Evo gauge that she wants to get so she can finish with her Esper. No, I definitely agree with you. I just, uh, since you were talking about it, I figured I'd get the clarification for everybody else. Um, it does give you some meaningful choice. And like you said, on off turns slash turns where you only need healing, she's going to crush it. Plus her LB gauge fill rate increase ability as well is fantastic. Like, honestly, you can get your Evo gauge up in one to two turns using Echo. Yeah, and with the extra Evo damage, it's really nice. You can use her to actually cap chains using the Esper mm-hmm. summon, and it won't be some dinky hit. If you have a three-star Esper that's maxed out, she'll hit like a truck. I'm pretty sure now with these enhancements, Echo has the highest built-in Evo mag. There you go. So she is now overtaking the long, uh, long-standing Garnet, who was <laughs> she was still one of the strongest for summoning, but 
uh, Aiko does much, much, much better now. I just want to also mention Mog's friendship because it makes her a lot tankier. It, if you max it out, it gives her 30% resistance to all elements, which helps a ton in a lot of these trials that are... We seem to be running into these element-based trials more and more these days. So it makes it much easier to gear Aiko for elemental resist when she comes pre-equipped just passively with 30% across the board. Yeah, it's very true. So that's the two main units on this Awakening batch. Uh, the other two, Steiner and Sedona, what do you think of them? Steiner is, it's really hard for me to <clears throat> to have much good to say about him. He's a worse version of Beatrix and he doesn't have double ability. So like he's a true double hand unit that doesn't have double ability. It just makes it hard to find any redeeming qualities i mean he you can use him as a budget breaker his breaks only go up to 50 percent if you awaken his break abilities but if you have nothing else it's not bad he's like a poor man's beatrix yeah i mean steiner is great because he comes with excalibur too so he's literally good because he has a tmr <laughs> yeah that's funny but if you don't have amazing units like I, like you were saying, actually, he's kind of your budget Beatrix. So Yeah, I mean, Steiner came out a long time ago. For example, we do see certain four-star units today, like Barrett with double ability. It's just, if he had that, I think he could definitely be a good budget DPS unit. It's just mm -hmm. the fact that he's true double hand, but you can't actually make use of that. His best builds are going to be dual-wield builds. It, it hurts him a bit. I mean, they could have put it on one of his other abilities as a use it and then it unlocks double double cast for two or three turns or something. Like they've done it with some other Yeah, I guess so. That's true. That's it's fair. Just, I mean it's not a big deal. Steiner isn't sort of nobody's crying that Steiner wasn't you know, but <laughs> Steiner is my favorite <laughs> unit, okay? I like him too. I like those comic relief characters, but you know, he's just not what people are looking at these days. What do you think about Sedona? She's our last unit here on the Awakenings. I think Sedona is Sedona. I don't know what the... Her her one ability increases her damage. Her battle shield buster inflicts stop, but it's just a one enemy, so I don't know. Usually for Arena, you want AoE stop. The other stuff, I mean, I just don't see it i like blade temperament is okay it kind of helps her out a lot but she's just not great i think she's worse than steiner even i honestly think that sedona's awakenings were pretty much useless <laughs> um, yeah. they don't really add much to her um, even if you do are forced to use her as her like as a three-star base unit you have or four-star base sorry and you literally have nothing else i still think she's absolute trash like pull anything else and she's gonna do a lot better for you in most situations yeah unfortunately sedona didn't age very well she, she does have she, she does have behind. use but it's very very niche and very you have to like want to punish yourself to use her some people are into that all right enough about sedona but speaking of a female unit like sedona i did want to mention uh and do and ask you Minnie actually so today when we're recording this March the 8th is International Women's Day 
So I wanted to find out from you, Minnie, what is your favorite female FFBE unit? I can't believe you even have to ask me that. I already know what you're going to say. Yeah, it's it's Lauren. Come on, man. Are you serious? My my name on Discord is I Love Lauren. I thought you were going to say Lunith 100%. I, I already did that meme. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to recycle. Fair enough. What about you? For me, it honestly has to be Aurora. Uh, not Sorry, not Aurora. It has to be Fryavia. So you I like, don't know what it is about Fryavia. You like them pointy-ear girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. Oddly enough, that is kind of true because in Final Fantasy twelve, I liked Fran a lot as well as a character. Her ears were very pointy. They pointed straight up. Yeah, she she had super pointy ears. I actually, for me, Fran wasn't the ears. I just loved the way she talked. To me, that's what did it. Like I loved whoever did Fran's voice in twelve was just, oh my god, it melted me like butter in a hot pan. Yeah, they they crushed that the voice actor. All right, with that out of the way, let's talk about the big event coming in here, Cave of Shadows, our most recent newest King Mog event featuring Final Fantasy 3 units and Pokémon. This is the first Pokémon collab with FFBE where you get to experience what every Pokémon trainer experiences. You jump into this cave and every two steps you will be attacked by Shadow and his dog. <laughs> that's not that's not what it is no i don't think so but <laughs> close yeah i'm disappointed because that would have been amazing <laughs> that would have been amazing just recreate uh i would love that as like an april fool's event <laughs> you just go into an exploration and every step is a shadow <laughs> that'd be hilarious they just lock you into the, the uh, <laughs> yeah. exploration. It'd be even funnier if just for that event, they took away the give up button. <laughs> <laughs> so you can't leave <laughs> until you finish it. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We're giving bad ideas. Um, so with this Cave of Shadows event, it's going to be a standard King Mog event where you go in and farm. Of course, there is going to be a five-star select summon ticket in the redemptions from King Mog. But there's a bunch of other stuff. So many out of all of this stuff, what do you what do you think is good in this list of exclusive equipment? So two things stick out to me right away. <clears throat> I like the angel earrings. They're Freya's TMR. She's a very old unit. But <clears throat> the reason I like them is it's one accessory slot and it gives you 50% dark resist. So I think they're absolutely fantastic for only 12,000 currency. It's pretty much a steal. You know, we've had worse TMRs pop up on here for 12,000. This one is actually, I could see myself using it. And, and then, 20% MP, like that's, it's really good. No, I mean, yeah, the MP is nice. I mean, we have other MP accessories. It's not, what excites me most is just the, the extra dark. It's a lot of dark resist for one equipment slot. Definitely. And pretty much it's free at this point because it's it's just here. <laughs> and then the other one is the Kotetsu. It's actually the best Dark Element Katana we have that is not a TMR or STMR. So the only two better are Jiraiya's STMR and Lunith's STMR. What about what's-his-name? Dark Knight Cecil. Oh, wait, that's not a Katana. Never mind. I'm an idiot. Yeah, that's that's a great sword. Yeah, that's totally not. That's totally different from a katana. I sound like Ignacio, Ignacio. 
Yeah. Oh, katana. As to katana. Is <laughs> yeah. this a katana? Katanas Ooh. for dummies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my god. No, the, it is actually a fantastic uh, katana. I like seeing things that aren't fire element and light element because we get so much of those. So it's kind of fun to see a dark element weapon. It's nice just to see in a weapon I could see myself using on a dark type character without having it have abysmal attack. I mean, 105 is not amazing by today's standards, but it's respectable. I, I would still use it if, if I was in the right trial. Yeah, definitely. No, it's actually really good. With this uh, King Mog event, we are getting a bunch of new units. Um, speaking of the Dark Katana, we're even getting a unit that could use that to be really, really good. But let's start from the bottom and work our way up, if you don't mind, Mini. Sure. So let's start with Anya Knight Refia. Yeah, pretty no, much. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> kidding. You're trying to get all the hate mail this week. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's start with Une or Unai. Um, she is, or <clears throat> it's always, I always have to double check because you never know when you're going to make one mistake and it's going to blow up in your face. So Une, she, this elderly dreaming lady is a mage. And I honestly think she is really, really poor and unfortunate. Well, I mean, if you were her age, you would also probably be... You'd probably be worse, let's be honest. That is fair. You can't cast Protect or Tornado or Snowstorm. <laughs> fair enough, I can't cast any of this stuff. <laughs> fair enough, if I was her age, I would be significantly worse. To, to be honest, she'd probably kick your ass, even in your pride. <laughs> she, she would really kick my... I, I, I would die instantly. <laughs> no, um, you know what, though? I Before we get too deep into her, I actually like this unit. She's a three-star base, and... She comes equipped with Tornado and with Snowstorm, which has Tornado frames. So if you, most people who pull on this banner, for example, I pulled a bunch, not because I love the units, but because it's a King Mog and I need some bonus units. And for the most of us, we're all getting, most part, we're all going to get Unes. Some lucky people will get Dogas, a few special people will get like Luniths or Refias, but for the most part, you're going to be seeing Unes everywhere. So the fact that you can take two or three of her into a battle, you, you can take them naked, but they have this Tornado ability or Snowstorm, which is her low-level Tornado-ish ability. You can use that to chain for your carry unit in the Legend run, which is really, really nice. No, that's very true, and that's actually what I've been doing. And I was going to mention that she's not that great just because she doesn't put out that much damage. But I was going to follow that up with she is fantastic as an extremely cheap chainer. And like you mentioned, you're going to get her anyways more than likely. So it makes this event extremely easy to do. Yeah, it's one of the easier legend runs in recent times. And a lot of it has to do with the fact that uh, the bonus units are helpful. More helpful than usual. <laughs> yeah. One thing that I was... I don't know how I feel about her TMR. So it has decent spirit, but it's kind of mixed spirit and mag. So I guess there's a few units that could put this to use. It's just not the greatest as like a overall TMR that you can get a crazy amount of use of. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it might work on some of the 
um, battle summoners like Yuna, Citra, people like that, because <clears throat> their evoke damage abilities actually scale off mag and spirit combined. So they might like it, but for the most part, you're right. I don't think there's a lot of units out there that would actually enjoy this TMR. Yeah, exactly. So let's move on from her. I think we kind of covered it well. Fantastic chainer, extremely cheap unit to get easy, can really help you clear legend with the elemental chaining she will bring. Let's talk about Doga, our fire mage. I, I just want to say I love Doga's sprite uh, idle animation because it looks like he's telling you to perpetually just get off his lawn. <laughs> I, just, I love it. It's hilarious. I never even thought of that. <laughs> yes, yeah, like, get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, you sound you sound like an old woman. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that's kind of the theme for this week. We don't know. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, is Doga a he or a she? We gotta get this right. Doga is a he. So yeah, Doga, the old grumpy grandpa. He's, a, he's actually what I aspire to be when I get old. Like I just want to be the grumpy dude sitting on my porch yelling at kids to get off my lawn. That That's like a successful life lived right there. That's ridiculous. You have very low aspirations. <laughs> Keep your expectations low to avoid disappointment. That's a good strategy. I'll, I'll let you know how it works out. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. All right, let's talk about Doga's TMR, which I think is fantastic uh only in the sense that it's a decent mag rod but it comes with 20 percent fire resist which is extremely rare to get on weapons yeah that's nice um and even the mag isn't too bad it's it's kind of being slowly power crept i mean i still have some people using the draco rod which is i think 101 mag from way back so it's slightly better than that but you're right it's not Really, the mag isn't the the real prize. I, I do like the fire resist on it as well. Yeah, that's the main thing that I really enjoy on it. It's still a decent rod. I mean, you have to remember, this is a four-star units TMR, so it's better than almost all of the other four-star base weapons for mages. And this is another unit that is it's similar to uh, Une in the sense that he can quake chain. And he comes with dual cast built in. Not that you really would, if you're running him as just a bonus unit to kind of chill there without really having to carry you. You don't really worry about that. But um, if for whatever reason you're actually running him as a damage dealer, he does okay. Not amazing, but he does okay. I actually like that he comes with Fyraja. It's a, it's a nice ability to be able to stack the fire damage. Um, so if you do need decent fire damage, he can chain and cap, I believe, using dual cast with Quake and Fyraja. Quake isn't really useful to Fyraja, but if you need that elemental chaining. Other than that, I think Doga is pretty much covered. I mean, Fire Mage for the most part, and a decent TMR if you pick it up. Next on the list, now this is where I get conflicted. Do we want to talk about Dark Knight Lunith first? Or do we want to talk about Onion Knight Raffia first? Flip a coin. All right, I got to pull up my coin flip app. Um, I'm going to flip this wrapper of chocolate and see where it lands. Okay. What do uh, we get? It, it pointed to the left, and that's where Dark Knight Lunath is. So I guess oh, we're right. starting there. 
Let's let's go there. So Dark Knight Lunith, she's the Dark Knight version of everybody's favorite Lunith from way back when. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> I thought you said you don't recycle. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling a little green today. Oh, fair enough. Saving the I mean, earth one meme at a time. I mean, there was no way around it. If we picked Refia first, I would have called her a he. So, here we go. Um, you know what's hilarious? For the large portion of my early time playing this game, I called Refia a he. I know you did. I knew it was a chick. I don't know why I called her a he, but it did. Maybe it's the short hair. Honestly, I think it was the short hair. Because I feel like in FFBE, because of the tiny, tiny pixels they use to draw the units, she's wearing like this cute little cap and really short looking hair. So it's kind of hard to tell. You were the worst with Sarius. She, you called her a he oh my all God. the time. Sarius was terrible. <laughs> yeah. Especially because I'm pretty sure I would call her Sirius, which then <laughs> reminds me of Sirius Black. And then I'm like, oh, it's a guy. Makes sense. We all make mistakes. So Dark Knight Lunith. Yeah, so as I was saying, his TMR is actually, I think, a straight upgrade from Nalu's TMR, Swift Hunter, which is something a lot of people use for their true double hand build. So it gives you 30% attack, 50% true double hand when you are single wielding. And then it also gives you 50% demon killer, which is actually really good because a lot of bosses are demons or half demons yeah that's true it does bring a lot of use because of that and i think that's where dark light lunith will get a lot of use actually as long as the boss isn't immune to dark damage um i believe you're gonna get a lot of use out of this out of this guy i mean he's not really element locked his ideal element would be dark because he has an imperil built in but you can you can have him run any element you want Thankfully, he doesn't fall into the same trap as Dark Knight Cecil. No, he is a samurai Dark Knight, so he's he's a little bit more refined. Uh, yeah, he's. I I feel like Cecil is more like the tank, and uh, Lunith is more like the finesse. I don't know. Yeah, he's got the the finesse. And then his STMR is it's STMR level. It's a hundred and sixty eight attack dark element katana i really like the the little picture of it it looks really spooky actually i thought the drawing of the katana was fantastic yeah they made it look really really nice like the little details on the sheath and the hilt of the blade are really nice definitely i would definitely buy one of these i'd put it on a keychain (laughs) i'd put it on a stand in my in my house full size (laughs) i take it out to my backyard and practice before dawn. All right, so let's look at some of his abilities. So the nice thing, actually, I want to say about Lunith is his global upgrade is he, if you have his TMR equipped, which for him it works great anyway, but if you have it equipped, he has access to triple cast permanently, which is really, really good. It, It helps him a lot for his damage. And then the other thing I like is he actually has some utility. He's not like some of the dark knights we've seen in the past that do nothing but damage i could see myself slotting him into my team if i if i was missing certain units exactly he brings a lot 
of slot efficiency in that he can fill a lot of roles, not amazingly, but good enough. Definitely. So because you have triple cast, you can break attack, mag, spirit, defense, and imperil dark all on one turn. If you yeah, want, it's actually to. insane. I'm not saying that's his ideal rotation, but I, I'm saying if you, for whatever reason, want to, you can. And then he also comes, which I really like. He has his dark blade Kikuchi Monji. Is can you say that again? No, that's all I got. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Japanese, okay? That's the best you're gonna get out of me. His uh, Kikuchi Monji. Whatever, man. His dark blade Jumanji. <laughs> That's actually what I thought of when you said it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Same here, but you know, I was going to it already come the, out. <laughs> the Kume Yuto, I don't know how to say it. It looks like YouTube, so I, I just call it Dark Blade YouTube. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Anyways, back to, back to the unit. Tell me about his Kikuchi Manji. So his Jumanji blade can <laughs> increase your team's limit burst gauge which is nice because if you triple cast this, you'll, you can get between six and nine per turn. It's not bad at all on top of the fact that he'll do a bit of damage with it. And then, you know, if that's not good enough for you, he also has his uh, Mano Megeki blade where it just does a straight up a lot of damage. And if you triple cast that, you can, he, he, he's a nice chain finisher. It's so interesting how he can kind of do everything. I love his Dark Blade Jumanji because, like you were saying, fills uh, LB gauge a lot. And if you can get his LB gauge, uh, sorry, his limit burst off, he increases his damage to aquatics and demons by 100%. Plus, there's a bunch of that already built in. So, using his limit burst and then proceeding to lay the smackdown on any demon or aquatic unit in the game, he's going to be pumping out a lot of damage, and it's not exactly hard for him to get to that point. I'm going to be honest, he's not a top-tier DPS. He's, he's not the best finisher, and he might lose out even to some chainers. But the, the problem is he probably doesn't lose out necessarily to chainers, but he needs somebody to build a chain for him. He can't self-cap. So, but it's not as bad as with other finishers. For example, Cloud can't do anything but finish, and his finishing isn't even that great. But Lunith can actually help your team out in other ways as well, which really helps this guy because it gives him a bit more of that slot efficiency. And then, like you were alluding to earlier, his damage against demons is going to be insane. He has so much innate demon killer that it's it's nuts. Literally without doing anything, I'm pretty sure you can, like without any equipment or anything extra, you can get a free 125% uh, just in his kit. So using his uh, cooldown ability along with his passive 50. Definitely. And then he's also, you're definitely going to be hitting that 300% cap for demon killer pretty easily with this with this guy. And then he's also immune to Stone and Confuse, which are some of the most annoying status ailments for DPS. And the fact that you don't have to gear him to deal with those, he just comes ready to, to go, it helps a lot too in terms of his equipment selection. Yeah, they're one of the few, or sorry, the two of the few statuses that actually make you lose your turn. Yeah. Potentially, um, whether that's losing a turn on a healer, having to cast something to remove this or having to waste slots on gearing him against this 
and confused literally can kill people on your team as we saw last week on Minnie's little trial. And then the last thing I want to say about Lunith before we move on is his passive, the Perseverance, is what I wish Dark Knight Cecil's passive was because it gives him 200% attack and defense when his HP drops below 30%, which is more than I'm pretty sure any buffer can give you right now. Yeah, and that's what it needs to be. If you're going to risk getting your unit down that low, you should be rewarded for it. So the nice thing is, he ha- it's very easy for him to get down there because you can use his Mano Megeki blade and easily drop below 30%. And then you, you can't do, for example, his some of his other abilities take only 20% of his health, but you, you there are ways where you could make combinations to get them just under 30 but if you wanted to, if you were using him as a pure DPS and just spamming Dark Blade Mano Megeki, he could keep this up 100% of the time because it, it would just reapply every turn. Yeah, definitely. So that's Dark Knight Lunith for you. Um, fantastic against aquatics and demons especially, but a pretty good overall unit if you ask me. And I just want to say, if you do run into any uh, poison in your Cave of Shadows battles... He does also come with Poisona. All right, I'm sold. I'm going to I'm gonna wail on him. I need Poisona on my team. You, yeah, you never know when you're going to get poisoned. <laughs> the random Weedle shows up in Shadow Cave. And then you have to walk around losing health every step. That was the most annoying thing in that forest in Pokemon Red and Blue. Where you're yeah, running through terrible. there and you run to Weedle and he actually poisons one of your guys. And you just you have to run all the way back to the stupid Pokemon Center. Ugh. Yeah, it was terrible. And then your rival's waiting at the end. He's like, oh, you've been poisoned entirely. Let me just uh, battle you to the death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's got a full team. And it's funny. a freaking scumbag, dude. Because <laughs> you kick his ass every time. Meanwhile, you've had to go through these arduous trials, and you still beat him. And then at the end of the game, he still thinks he can take you one-on-one when you're 100% health. And it's like, bro, where have you been the whole game? Yeah, he fights you fairly twice in the game. And gets his ass kicked both times. Sorry, I, that's a mistake. He doesn't even fight you fairly. You pick your Pokemon and he counterpicks you. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> so it's never a fair fight. You know what, oh, though? Goodness. I respect that. He's like dastardly right down to the end. <laughs> yeah, you got to do what you got to do to win, man. Win at all costs. That's, you gotta, that's what it takes to be a champion, okay? Exactly. Def- you got to deflate those footballs. <laughs> true all right enough football jokes and and references let's talk about onion knight refia this is what the people have been waiting for onion knights are all the rage first of all i think onion knight refia is my favorite sprite of the bunch but i think refia just in general has great sprites i liked her last one too with the little chocobo this one i don't know she just looks really good i actually do like her chocobo sprite as well uh this one looks really pretty with all the blue and the little sparkles and stuff. it's really nice yeah and she's got that little flower blooming at the top just like an onion plant solid yeah that's what makes them the onion knight for some reason i couldn't get this out of my head because uh, on there is one season of master chef where he makes them cut onions as the preliminary challenge mm-hmm. and then he sorry this is master this is chef ramsey that's the he i'm referring to and then Gordon Ramsay, he, if you screw up, he'd yell at you. So I'm just thinking of like Onion Knight Refia with her array of onion chopping abilities jumping in there. 
I need to do I need to make a meme of this of like regular Refia, the four star healer coming in and getting yelled at by Ramsey, and then coming back in the next panel as her onion knight form and just dicing the crap out of those onions. <laughs> that actually sounds pretty funny. I'm looking forward to that meme. So Onion Knight Refia's TMR, Blacksmith's daughter. In my opinion, pretty good. Uh, nice LB gauge fill rate and a 50% attack when equipped with a sword is nice because we don't get a lot of sword TMRs. Sorry, a lot of sword materials. Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically sword mastery with an extra LB gauge fill rate. Do we even have a sword mastery in the game? I don't know, but we have one now. It's called Blacksmith's <laughs> Daughter. <laughs> yeah, we do. And then her STMR is, in my opinion, really, really good. Because of the extra little bit of resistances it gives you, and then the increase in passive attack all on one blade, it's it's really, really, really strong. And it fits the onion, of the onion Knight theme really well, because usually the Onion Knight was crappy at everything when you started, and then if you maxed him out, or her in this case, she she becomes better than everybody. She becomes literally the strongest unit. Nice little mechanic. That's my favorite mechanic with Onion Knights, actually. They, you struggle with it, you put in the effort, you persevere, and you get rewarded at the end. That's right. Brings a tear to my eye, just like when cutting a real onion. That's why you cry when you cut an onion. Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. Because <laughs> it's so beautiful. <laughs> uh. All right, let's talk about Onion Knight Raffia, because she is significantly different from our first Onion Knight of the game. Yeah, where Onion Knight is more focused on... They're both damage-dealing units, but Onion Knight is more of a green mage where he'll defend you from the elements. Refia is more of, I guess, offensive-oriented because she will imperil a certain element and then give herself imbue of that same element. So she makes the enemy weak to that element, gives herself that element, and then on her she'll unlock a stronger ability the next turn to really do the damage exactly i'm kind of sad that it's locked behind using these but at the same time typically you will be liking to imbue her with something um, so you can get the elemental training going right so it kind of works out in her favor yeah and i mean with her limit burst her damage output becomes pretty decent she gets a nice modifier increase if you have her tmr equipped every time she uses her limit burst so her damaging abilities will just will do a lot more damage yeah maxed out on your knight refia with using the limit burst um when it's upgraded of course like you said with the tmr you're getting an increase of like four times four and a half times modifier which is a lot yeah it's respectable i don't think she beats jet but at the same time she also gets some nice imperils and imbues and she can help your allies fill their own lb gauge so it's a bit of a trade-off. And then also she'll she'll do extra damage against aquatics and undeads, especially against undeads, but she also has aquatic killer. So we have to factor that in as well. True. It does help a lot for sure. Overall, I don't think she's that amazing, to be honest with you. But if you're primarily using Onion Knights or the Onion Knight chaining family, like Onion Slice and that kind of stuff, she kind of fits in really well and can be a useful second seven star for you to have yeah i mean she does have some decent chaining partners right it's not, it's not just onion knight sephiroth but i mean sephiroth really chains with everybody Heo has some onion slice lauren all these a lot of i, want, I don't want to say common because they're five stars but i see a lot of them right 
And even Aurora yeah, Flavia has has some onion slice chains on her. So it's not like it's a terrible family, but you're right. It, it is a bit harder to chain because I think you have to spark chain it to get it to chain all the way. Yeah, that's the downside. It's it's not the easiest chaining family. So multicasting it to chain, which is typically what's going to happen, it's extremely hard. And a lot of people use the multicast. Yeah, it's a lot like quick hit in that sense where you do have partners, but to actually chain it, it's tough. It's tough yeah, to get exactly. it consistently. Most people would prefer the the forgivable, I don't know what to call it, but I just feel like Divine Bruination and things like that are just... Super easy. Yeah, even if you don't time it perfectly, you can still complete you can, the chain. With Divine Ruination, you can click, you can go get a pot of coffee... Realize you forgot the receipt, go back for the receipt, come back and click the next one, and it'll still chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love Divine Ruination because sometimes I'll put other chains inside my Divine Ruination chains and it won't break the chain. Like I used to do that with uh, back when White Knight Noel was the arena bonus unit. I'd put him in, I'd cast Freeze, and then I'd also cast my Divine Ruination chains and they wouldn't break the chain. Yeah, it's really uh, divine ruination is super easy. It's easy and it's robust. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, that's Onion Knight Refia. Overall, a solid unit. Not the best, but uh, does bring a respectable amount of damage and utility, actually. Yeah, I mean, she, both units are all right. They're not bad. They're definitely pretty good for where we are in the meta right now. Now, to talk a little bit about her banner or their banner, I should say. I personally, I wouldn't go all in on it. I think we do have some banners that we're waiting on down the road that are going to bring some exciting units. And neither of these two units are... They don't bring anything new necessarily, right? That's that's the thing. They're not bad. They're actually good units, but they don't bring anything we haven't seen already. Yeah, that's the biggest issue with it is that they're kind of different ways of doing the same thing, but they don't break the meta or anything like that. Like they're a solid A+. Yeah, there there is a reason people aren't that hyped for this banner. Speaking of the banner, it is coming with a step up summon. And I did want to talk a little bit about what they've done with the step up summon because I think it's a huge step in in the right direction for uh I guess making people happy in the global version of the game. They've included a lot of extra uh, guaranteed yellow crystals along the way, which means it's going to be yellow or higher, plus a bunch of extra items you can get. So for example, the 30% guaranteed ticket, which is an increased, also an increased rate of the two, Onion Knight Refia and uh, Dark Knight Lunith. I think you, you have to get four of those tickets to be able to pull one time. I think the, the mechanic is if you get four of those tickets, you get a guaranteed five star and it has a 30% chance to be either Lunith or Refia versus just the regular rate at which they appear on the banner. So it's a step in the right direction, but it's, it's, I, don't, I don't know if it's as far as people want to see it go. I mean, personally, I don't care too much because like I said, <clears throat> I don't think this banner is really make or break for me. I'm not I wouldn't be upset if I didn't get a single Lunith or Refia. Yeah, me either. Like like you said, they're not too crazy of units. But I do like to see them adding more to the step up banner instead of just like four steps of essentially nothing and then one step that's sometimes decent, sometimes tough. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens in the future. I think people are waiting on some specific banners down the road to really see what's going to happen. But as far as this banner goes, I I personally am not going to pull. If I like these units, I would. Not units, but them as characters. Like, I've pulled on banners before where I knew the characters weren't going to be the best. I just love the units. For example, Squall and Renoa. Uh, Squall and Renoa got replaced in terms of their damage really, really <laughs> fast. Yeah. But I still went all in for that because I love that game and I love those characters. Yeah, so, same. You know, if you like the characters, I don't think you care. You're just gonna go, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's one thing to always remember. Like we'll talk about the units in regards to the meta, but completely disregard everything if they're your favorite units or your favorite Final Fantasy or whatever. You know, like go for it. It's all about having fun. Exactly. They're great units for this point in the game. But I just wanted to say that as a disclaimer or warning that we might be getting some really good units in the next month or two all right so that's pretty much it for the banner with dark knight luneth onion knight refia it's the final fantasy 3 banner coming in hot pull on it if you love it if you're looking for meta don't waste your time although there are some nice tmrs in there so of course do what you need to do to make your team better all right, Minnie, any closing remarks for this week? Oh, I did want to say, I don't think we mentioned it. The There is also a daily summon for Final Fantasy III. It doesn't oh, yeah, right. give you any units, but you can get a 5% trust Moogle for either Lunith or Refia, and then either 200 Lapis or uh, Cactuar, I think. The experience, yeah, it's the a Cactuar. King, King Metal Minotaur. So... Just do those every day. I mean, whatever. If, even it's if free. You, yeah, it's free. You might even get lucky and pull one of the seven star or five stars on the banner and get a free TMR out of it, which would be really, really fun. Exactly. Plus, with a free chance to get Lapis, I mean, free Lapis is free Lapis. But yeah, I think that's that's all I have to say. All right. With that, brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. We really appreciate it. And we will catch you guys in the next week. Peace. See you next week, guys.